peace, love, and fucking butterflies. It's Juanita. First and foremost, I'd like to thank you guys for the support once again. For those who may not know or may not follow me on TikTok, please mark your calendars for June 25th. We will be having the cookout in Richmond, Virginia. Stay tuned for more details, venue, and etc. You also can check my website for the soul.net. Today, we're going to talk about motherhood, growth, and understanding that children are people. So quick story. One day I was taking my oldest child, who was 15, to my mother's house. That's about an hour and a half drive. When we arrived, he turned to get out the vehicle and he turned around to give me that. And in my mind, I'm like, boy, get out of my car. Because <laughs> it was unusual for him. But for that reason, I said, let me see what this is about. So I returned the dab. He looked at me and he said, I'm glad we're getting close to Big Shawty. I said, I know, right? You finally growing up. He said, no, you are. He was so right. Rock me to my core. But I appreciated that he was able to see that. A lot of times, especially with children, they can only hold us in the negative light that we present ourselves as we navigate the waters to learn what we're doing, to understand what it is to be a parent in charge of someone's life while you're still figuring out your own, while you're growing a lot of trial and error. So that was a proud moment for us. And we did continue to grow closer. Of course, and that wasn't without any unrewarding behavior because he's still a teenager. He began to show his ass and smell himself a little while afterwards in different forms. And enough became enough for me. So after an insurmountable amount of disrespect, I kindly told him, baby, you keep pulling up on me like this with this level of disrespect, you'll be dead to me. Now I understand a lot of people just can't fathom such thought processes and ideologies and etc. But I always say I am I am woman first. I was not always your mother. I will always be as it is the sequel to the woman that you know. But I didn't start here and I demand my respect and I will get it. I demand to be treated a certain way. I demand to have my boundaries up, upheld respected and appreciated and you can meet me there or we can do some some rearranging now of course me telling him you'll be dead to me was not in an aura of permanency if you ever decide to see things the other way there's reconciliation at every turn but it's a two-way street unfortunately it took for him to lose a friend of his who was about 14 or 15 and he said, Ma, it get greater later. I say, yeah, it does. He says, I understand now. Baby, I'm sorry you had to experience that level of loss to understand the things I was trying to tell you. But as my mother would say, experience is the best teaching. It's going to teach you some lessons that you can't hear from nobody else. And as your mother, I have to respect your learning style. I have to understand your learning curves and I have to support you through them, whatever they may be, whatever it costs us 
for you to understand your lesson. Just Lord, learn it on this side of six feet. And I'm glad he did. So the young man was killed. You know, I don't have any further details about the what, why, and what have you, but it was senseless. Okay, and my son tells me, he said, Ma, I was supposed to be in that car with them when they got shot at. Baby, I know. Yeah, mother knows. He said, but my gut, it was something in my gut that just told me, don't go. And I'm glad I listened. I said, well, look who's growing up now. And he said, yeah. <laughs> and it's those moments that we need as parents when you kind of feel like I'm talking at you, you're not listening, you don't care. Why does nothing matter? Invincibility is not a thing for people. Eventually, you got to stop browbeating that child and support them. It's not easy by no means, but there were some things that I had to learn through experience because I don't care what your experience was. I don't care what you're trying to explain to me. I'm going to do what feels good in the moment. And I learned some hard lessons. Who am I to hold my children hostage to their own lessons? their own learning experiences. Baby, if you must go that route to find out, be prepared. Be understanding that just as much as lessons can bring you something, they can cost you a hell of a lot. With that understanding, make the right decision for yourself. It's the term we use in the mental health field, dignity of risk. If I have given you both consequent, good and bad, to what you up against, I've done my best to inform you of how this may end and you choose one way or the other. I've done the best that I can do. And as a parent, you got to start being okay with that. It's not easy. It takes practice. But you also want to be mindful that you don't let your children run you crazy. You don't want them pissing on your boundaries. You don't want them treating you like they little friend, as the elders would say. So that's the reason for those, in my opinion. So a lot of things I will speak about will be based on my experience. Some things are coupled in evidence-based practices because I am a mental health professional. But I also know it wasn't the Western world traditional therapies that brought me to my next level. I had to tap into my soul. I had to get with the parts of me that were clawing at my interior. Like, what the hell is going on? And then I had to take that into the different aspects of my life. Motherhood, partnership, be it wife, girlfriend, whatever the fuck we doing, shit, all of that. So I can examine myself so that I can bring the best me forward to get the results that I want. I had a thought the other day in which it went something to the effect of pilot your own journey because you're going to be along for the ride anyway. Why not control as much of that as you can? There are unforeseen things in life. There are rainy days, emergencies, and things you just can't plan for. But then there are things 
And when you put your best thinking forward and the chips fall where you say they're going to fall, ah, that's a beautiful day. And I know a lot of people have been talking to me on TikTok trying to understand how to kind of reincorporate or incorporate a better perspective and a mentality because they feel like the bad day has turned into a bad week. And for those who may not follow me on TikTok, I responded to a young lady and told her, I once laid claim to a bad life because I felt it don't get no worse than this. Why me? And all of this bitter and broken shit that I allowed to be my representative in all aspects of my life until one day I was like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> I want to smile and not wait for the world to crumble. I want to be okay. I deserve to be okay. So I started to change my perspective. One incident at a time. One encounter at a time. And I find that can be true for anybody. I had to listen to my elders or people who have had similar experiences on both sides. Oh, it ate you alive? How to do that? Oh, you, you weren't willing to do the work to come out of it. Mm. Oh, you overcame, huh? Girl, how you do that? No, I'm listening and I'm taking notes. <laughs> this thing is so multifaceted. People kind of want you to give them the formula of what works. Baby, that'll do you no good if I don't tell you what didn't work. And that is just my belief based on my experience. The journey to healing is ever, ever going. It is a continuous practice. It is a daily choice to operate in a mindset that you are vibrating so high, child, that you are untouchable. That's my wish for you as well. You got to sprinkle that into your parenting, into your employeehood or your entrepreneurship, whatever that track that you're on. Take those levels of intentionality with you so that you can continue to level up. So you can have the things that you know you are deserving of. A lot of times we can find ourselves in situations and we go into that woe is me thinking. And not once, not once do we hold ourselves accountable for how we got there. It's my challenge that you hold yourself accountable for the situations you find yourself in, understanding how you got there knowing what you can do to get out of there. But if it's good, how can you stay there, honey? If it's beneficial, how can you improve it? Are you playing 100% of your role? I think the 50-50 mindset is damaging in a lot of places. And that goes into a lot of things. And I think we'll go into that another time. It's, that's a whole nother topic. I often just sit around with all of these thoughts rolling back and forth in my head. So forgive me as I can easily sidetrack myself. But on the parenting front, you definitely want to do your best to give all of your best. Look at the things that are working and amplify those. Look at the things that are not and have the conversation with your children. I want to break that narrative 
that our elders have pushed on us and that they gave to us for us to also believe that children aren't people. It's almost like, you know, be seen and not heard. Um, children have experiences. Children have emotions. They feel stress. I want to do away with that thought process. Like, you too young to be stressed. What you got to stress about? Story time. <laughs> so my youngest kid is six. And one day he was just like in this raw space. And I'm like, kid, what's wrong with you? In the back of my mind, I'm thinking, ain't nothing wrong with you. You need to hush all that damn noise. But I had to catch myself. Because sometimes I got to tap me on the shoulder and be reminded that I don't want to walk in that light anymore or that dark. I want to exhibit the light of love, positive experiences, intentionality, and what have you. Why can I not step into his world and his chaos for a moment just for understanding? Not to be dragged through the mud with him. And he says, I got the crayon. I can see that, baby. So why are you warring with yourself? Because I needed to color blue. Baby, a red crayon can't color blue. But I understand. Some may know or some may have their own experience. Child, a light bill do and all you got is EBT. That's that red crayon that you need to color blue, but it can't. That's what he was feeling. It's no different. Stress is stress is stress. Anger is anger is anger and so forth. So in mommy fashion, I was like, you need a drink, son. Chocolate milk on the rocks. He said, make it a double. <laughs> of course, he didn't really say that, but. That's the level that you got to tap into over time. Learn to speak your kids' language, not just their love language. When they bring their rage to you, when they bring their stresses, their concerns, can you hear them? Are you dismissive because um, you're 12 years old? What do you really have to be upset about? Maybe that boy at school that she really likes don't like her and it's damaging in the moment because that's what her world is. Those are the experiences she are she is privy to. Those are the waters she has to navigate. Maybe your son not getting on the football team is eating him from the inside out. And he can't cope with it. That's his rage, his stress. Can you meet him? Can you help him? Can you at least understand? I think that's where we fall short a lot of times is as a parent, you want to offer all of these solutions and kiss the boo-boo and make it feel better. Sometimes our babies just need to be heard. You hear that kid screaming and carrying on in the grocery store? Your child can feel you when you ain't picking up shit. Stop touching stuff. We ain't got no money for no bag of chips. I came in here for this. You just transferred that energy into that little body. And I'm not saying I'm perfect, baby, because some days I'm that woman in the grocery store going off at you because I ain't got the money. Oh, but when I got that moment and I check myself, baby, mommy, sorry. Now, we're not going to spend a whole bunch of time continuously apologizing because apology without change behavior is manipulation. 
And I forget whoever said that, but we can state that as fact. Because a lot of us have had that experience. So I would love for all of us to just kind of reevaluate ourselves in parenting. If you are a child, if you're not of age, look at yourself as a child. Well, I'm just a kid. There's not, there's nothing that I need to be doing. My parents just need to, eh -eh. especially after a certain age. You have the age of reason. You have a level of responsibility. <clears throat> Excuse me. You have accountability for your person. Nobody's asking you to be perfect, honey. But you don't get to run over your parents simply because. You're a child and you're trying to figure it out. And uh, respect is the bare minimum of a human standard. And I'm going to call that fact. Because <laughs> I'll stand on that, baby. Ten toes down. If you have a bad day, if you have a shortcoming and you speak to me disrespectfully, I can meet you there. And I'm not talking about exchanging daggers. I mean, baby, let's unpack this. But I am also human. So I am not always in the healthiest mindset that I need to be in to look at your afflictions and ask, baby, what they holding. You see, on both sides, we would need each other to be understanding of where we are. Sometimes we ought to tap each other on the shoulder and say, whoa, what's all of that about? Some riddles in there, I don't understand. Did I miss something? It's okay to have those conversations with your children. And if you're a child, I hope that it's okay that your parents allow a space for you to have those conversations. And if there are children listening or young adults or what have you that's trying to understand how to assert themselves, so to speak, in their maturity or adulthood to their parents, Drop me a contact submission. Let's talk about it. We all have had or possibly all have had a situation or several scenarios when you're new into the adulting place. It's real ghetto, but you're new there. So you're trying to figure it out and you're just looking at the glitz and glam of it. But then there's that family member or that parent. That's just, you'll always be a seven-year-old to them. And you have to keep reminding, hey, <laughs> I'm keeping me alive at this point. I want some respect. I demand some respect, baby. I require it. Yes. Start speaking up for yourself. And if I can sidebar, if you have a lot of trauma or any trauma at all that has caused you to go back into yourself where you can't even defend yourself, you cannot speak up for yourself, you feel no authority over your person, do the work, baby, because you shall not be silenced forever. At some point, it becomes too much. It becomes overbearing. And right before you lash out or you taking the last of somebody's shit that breaks you, the damage is not always reversible. So I look at it in the matter of, can you be proactive? Can you show up for yourself? brazenly, unapologetically, without caution. And that's not to be an extremist to where you don't care about other people's feelings or you're being a bitch or an asshole, what have you. 
No one's standing on me. If I stand on me, there's no room for you to stand on, on me. Yeah, excuse you. <laughs> this is how I'll be treated. This is how I'll be received. If we cannot have a mutual understanding and I'm an adult, we don't have to have an understanding at all. I'll see myself out. If you're a child and you can't find that voice, I won't touch that just yet. Give me, give me some time to unpack my own thoughts because I do not want to use my platform in the wrong way. I do not want to advise underage people to assert themselves in a way that can bring unhealthy disciplines because like I tell my children, be mindful of the things you sway your friends into be mindful in your peer pressures because what you go home to and what that child goes home to could be such a difference that you don't even understand there are abusive parents out here there are abusive people and there are children out here raising themselves and i probably can say for myself with my older children there have been times where they were raising themselves and i was right there but i hadn't finished growing up yet and I ain't making no excuses for me because I laid down without that condom. I needed to stand up and figure it the fuck out. But I refused to grow up because I was broken. I was bitter. Why me? And I keep falling back into that because I had to learn that what accompanies trauma that seems to be just as painful, if not more, is the secrecy of it. I believe that I was the only person who had this story this experience why me and then I started talking about my things whether I was just confiding venting unloading on people whatever oh girl I was molested too oh my god and of course before healthy found its way to me we started trauma bonding in different places because oh I ain't the only one that's fucked up huh we couldn't figure out how to get unfucked up. We just knew we was going to hold hands on our fuck-ups and pedal on through life unhappily. I got to a place where I got tired of telling that same story. I got tired of the pity. I got tired of how it made me feel to recount those things and have nothing come of it other than you seeing my bullshit. By overcoming, so to speak. That wasn't good enough anymore. I wanted to tell my story in a space that it gave somebody else courage to either tell theirs, begin the healing process, or realize you ain't alone. Pick your poison, metaphorically. Whichever one of those resonates with you is the reason that I had to get more bold in my story for a long time, I had been trying to write a book, probably since high school. So I was like, I'm going to get this shit off me. I got a monkey on my back and I'm tired of swatting at this motherfucker. I need it gone. I could never write that book because I said, Lord, if my grandma reads this, if my mother reads this, then I got to go into why you didn't tell me. I didn't tell my mother of my traumas until about age 19 because I didn't want her to sit with that guilt. I didn't want her to internalize things that were simply out of her control. Some can call it a poor judgment. I don't care what one calls it. I've decided how I've chosen to introduce my mother to the world. 
I've made peace with the things that I endured. And I love that woman to life and death every day of the week. But as I grew into my healing, I got to that place where, oh, I can tell my story and I ain't got to worry about how somebody else feels. Because if we're going to keep it a stack, I was the one in my trauma with my abuser. Why do I give a fuck about what you feel? I give a fuck if you feel guilt or if the world tries to place blame. But that's not why I'm doing this at all. Mm -mm. So if you are dealing with something and you have your own shame, that box that's keeping you with the trauma nice and neat and safe, baby, tell your story. Even if it's just out loud to yourself on the ride to the, to the store, get that shit off of you. Because all it's going to do is dance around in your mind, spill itself into the rest of your body. And then it starts coming out your pores and you start giving that shit to the world. That energy, those unhealed spaces that are screaming for somewhere to land. That'll never be enough and you won't make it long. Those type of people, because I was one walk around waiting for the end not the end of a bad day or a bad week baby when is life gonna be old because i'm real sick of this shit all right and the only reason i ain't gonna kill myself because i got these damn kids or my mom and them gonna have to bury me and then they say suicide is selfish you walk around with that trying to ration all of the things you're feeling Waiting for your demise because living, living is just something you can't cope with. Baby, if that's you, please, please get some help. As I tell all, I am available, but I am not the only resource. I don't care where you get it. As long as it's befitting for you, go get what you deserve. The same way you endured those pains and those traumas and the secrecy of it. Go endure your healing process. I'm telling you, if you can imagine walking out the front door on the city block, taking a stroll to the corner store. And you got 20-somethings playing their string instruments like it's growing out of their limbs. Singing pop music from their soul and it just feels like they're singing to you. And you pause on your stroll and your hands are in the air flowing in the wind. And nothing matters because the moment feels like a moment. That would be the best I can describe healing to be. And that doesn't even do it justice. You got to come see it for yourself, baby. I love you. You're not alone. And everybody has a story to tell. You're in charge of the way it ends. I promise. If you need me, Auntie is here for the soul.net. Thank you for your time. Thank you for your ear. I hope these words find you wherever you are and you can break them down and utilize them in the spaces that are necessary for you. Peace, love, and fucking butterflies.